You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. But it's a good day because we're in the house of God. God is here. He is with us. And I am just his messenger today. There is a word that, that God had given me at the beginning of this week, and I feel like he wants you guys to all, all to hear it. So here we go. So we are in our series called Let Us Pray. And it's based on the scripture, James 5.13. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? Let him sing praises. And I feel like we all did that this morning. We sang amazing worship songs and about breakthrough and all of these things. And um, it's just so awesome that every time we can come to church, we can meet with him and he meets us here. So I love church. I grew up in the church. I've been saved for, um, I feel like I've known God for as long as I can remember and Jesus as long as I can remember. But um, when I was in second grade, so last, so September 1st, whenever I was in second grade, uh, maybe 2021 or something, or no, 1991, 1991, I decided I was going to accept Jesus into my heart, but I waited for that day because I wanted it to be a day that I could remember, even though I felt like he already was with me, but I'm such a planner. I'm like, well, I know this is going to be important, so I need a day that's easy to remember. So September 1st, yes, is my anniversary, 30-year anniversary of inviting Jesus into my life. So I've always known God. I've always felt like God was with me, Jesus lived within me, but I grew up in a Baptist church and then a non-denominational church and I went to Bible school, I memorized all my Bible verses, I was a really good, you know, student and I was a good kid and I used to journal and I used to talk to God all the time. I would pray to him and thank him for my friends and all the things I had in my life and I just, I had a great life and I remember one day when I was like 15 or I was in high school, I was sitting there and I'm like, I had a thought, is this all that this is, you know, is this all what Christianity is? It's like, I'm a good kid. I read my Bible and I pray to you, God, and I try to help other people. Like that's, that was as much as I understood about my Christian walk. I really didn't understand much else. And I loved going to church. I felt energized coming to church. I loved singing and, you know, and praising him. And it wasn't until I found Awakened Church that I really understood who I was in Christ and my authority and and the purposes that he had for me. I really had no idea about any of that before. So I came in here and I was like, what do you mean? We're going to pray for these things? Why do you guys pray like that? Why do you guys do the things you do? I had never been taught about the Holy Spirit. I had never been taught about spiritual warfare. I had never been taught. But at that moment, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is what I've been missing. I feel like this is what was behind that door that I didn't know about. So thank you, Jesus, and Pastor Jurgen and Leanne for bringing this church to San Diego to, to uh, teach us, equip us, and you know, help us walk this, this out. And ever since that day, I had felt a new calling on my life and a new purpose and fire within me that there was more to this life than just being a good Bible-reading Christian you know, which is all great, but there's more to it. So thank you, Jesus. And so um, at that time, I learned about spiritual battles, and I had never heard about demonic things. I had never heard about, we never talked about that in my house, in my Baptist house. Um, We didn't, we never talked about it. I feel like my parents, if they thought about it or knew that it exists, they didn't want to talk about it. It was just like behind the curtain. And, and so I, ne- I had no idea. So this was exciting for me. But you got to start somewhere. 
And so you start in a connect group, you start coming to men and women's prayer, you come to church, you're already here, so you're already on that one. And as you learn and hear and and discover what God is speaking, then you grow in your walk and you grow in your authority and you grow in what God has called us to do. And if you don't know what to pray, like me, I never prayed out loud until probably connect group. Um, I didn't know what to say and I I didn't want to pray because I didn't know what to say. And so I was like, it was like this mental thing, like, I don't know what to say, so I'll just be quiet. But that's, that's actually something we're going to talk about today, because that is not how God wants us to live. But if you don't know what to pray, don't feel bad. You can, God gives you a prayer. It's called the Lord's Prayer, and you can start with that. You can pray that every day if you need to. It's a powerful prayer. And one part of that, that um, prayer, it says, um, oh, I'll just read it. Our Father, who out in heaven... Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation and deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So that is a great place to start on your prayer life. But in that scripture, it says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So as Christians and believers, we we're called to pray for kingdom come to earth. And so once I became a spirit-filled believer, that looked differently for me. So that, that in my mind, thinks, well, why do we need to pray that? Like, isn't, doesn't God know everything that's happening and ordain everything that's happening on this earth? Like, I didn't understand. And so this tells me God's perfect will doesn't automatically happen here on earth. And that goes back to Genesis 3. So when God created man, he created man to have dominion over the earth, over the animals over everything, but, and, and to work the ground. But when they had a little slip up, took a bite of the fruit that they weren't supposed to, there was a transfer of territory and there was a separation from God and man. So once where, where God was with them and God was around them and with them, once that happened, there was a separation. And that, and ever since that time, we've been in a spiritual battle for this earth, whether you know it or realize it or not. And that's why we need prayer. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we do not fight against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. And that's the part where I feel a lot of Christians, and even my parents, they, they probably read that, and they're like, well, that's good, but we just don't talk about that. And so, you know, a lot of times we just live in that space. But in at Awaken Church, we talk about it. We depict it in our twist of the musical. If you've seen that, if you've seen that, so in that in that play, we've got Ebenezer, and he, there's a battle over his life, and there's angels and demons, and they're fighting over him and, and spiritual warfare, and that's such a great depiction of what is actually happening around us. If you think about it, there's another um, great illustration in a book called This Present Darkness. Um, by Frank E. Peretti. And I love that book because I love, I love like clean action. That's like my favorite genre of movie and books. I like fighting and I like action, but without the blood and cursing, those are my favorite movies. So clean action. Marvel does a pretty good job. I like Marvel. But so this book, they need, Marvel needs to make this book because it's so amazing. It, and, it, and so the angels, they're like these big human-like people. They have names. They have... Um, like weapons and armor and they, they go around and it's like they're, they're working and they have territories, they're assigned over territories and they help um, 
navigate things. And then there's demons in there too. And they're like these inky, shadowy things that like creep around in the darkness. And then when they show themselves, they manifest as these like monstrous bat-like creatures. And I feel like reading that book, it's like, that is happening. Like that is, that is, and, and another beautiful part of that book is the angels, they come to church and they're like sitting, I picture them like sitting in the rafters. And every time someone accepts Jesus, they're like celebrating and they're here and they see us. And it's just such a beautiful uh, picture of, of what happens in the spiritual realm. So yes. So after that happened in the garden, there's been a battle over the territory. And I feel like now we're in a time where we are recovering. Since then, we've tr been trying to recover what was lost in the garden. So, and God is calling us to recover the things that were once lost. And that's the word he gave me. So the, the name of this, the title of this message is recover all. So we are going to recover all this morning, or I'm going to give you tools too. Amen. All right. So in, in order to recover something, something of value must've been lost or taken. So we're not going to really chase after things or worry about things that weren't important or don't concern us, but we really do want to go after the things that, that, that are important to us or God wants us to go after. So back when I was in college, or probably a lot of you, when you're, you're like typing your paper or whatever to turn in the next day and the computer crashes, what do you do? You're like, oh my gosh, I cannot rewrite that whole thing in two hours. I have to turn it in. And, well, then what happens is like the printer doesn't work. That's the other thing. But I don't know what's with the technology. At least now things get turned in online. But um, so you're just like praying, like when the computer reboots, that you're, the thing will pop up. Like, please, would it, would it be in the recoveries? Like, whatever. I don't even understand computers. I would just pray, like, please be there. Please be there. Please be saved. That's like a horrible feeling to lose, lose something that you've invested so much time and effort into. But nowadays, we don't need to do that because everything's stored on some fancy thing called the cloud where things go to like a big computer somewhere and they get stored there. So when your iPhone crashes, you can just go there and like re, it'll like even reload all your pictures. So thank you, Jesus, for that. But so now, like when our life is a disaster, we can also go to the cloud. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. All things are restored for us. So good. Oh, my goodness. So our purpose right now on this earth, Awaken Church, East Campus, is to partner with God, partner with the Holy Spirit, and restore the things that have been lost. We need to, we, he's called us to um, restore territory and domain. That's why we take buildings, buy buildings, take territory. He's called us to recover uh, relationships, marriages, children that have walked away. He's, he's called us to um, recover in health, in body, mind, and spirit. He's called us to recover dreams, and that's what we're going to do this morning. So we're going to, if you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Samuel 30, because I'm going to read kind of long passage there. This is our key scripture here. Three days later, when David and his men arrived home at their town of Ziklag, they found that the Amalekites had made a raid into the Negev and Ziklag. They had crushed Ziklag and burned it to the ground. They had carried off the women and children and everyone else, but without killing them, which thank you. Yes. When David saw his men, when David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families, they wept until they could weep no more. David had two wives that were also taken. David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their families, and they began to talk about stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. And then he said to Abiathar the priest, Bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought it. Then David asked the Lord, Shall I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord told him, Yes, go after them. You surely will recover everything that was taken from you. 
Amen. So we're going to recover all this morning, okay? Let's go. All right, so we're going to talk about four keys in, to recover what is lost. The first one, what did David do? He came and strengthened himself in the Lord. He, he looked for God. He found God. So do we know how to do that? Do we know how to strengthen ourselves in their God? I mean, this was a bad day for David. He came back from battle. His own men were wanting to killing him. Everything was gone. His family was gone. I mean, that's a depressing day. That's like a day you're just like, I do not feel like this. Like, this is terrible. I mean, this was a bad day for him. And what did he do? He went to God. This tells me that David had already had a relationship with God. He knew that he could turn to him. He knew to, to fall to his knees. He knew that he could find strength there. And he went there and he strengthened himself in God. And, and he was, this is the leader, like he had to lead all of these, these men who were also upset. So what can we learn from David here? So having, having a place where, where we can come to God and just God, like just that, you know, that he can understand our heart, that we can cry out to him is so important. And it doesn't say exactly what he did. It just said that he strengthened himself. So, so what do we do when our life goes up in flames? I, I, like, I like to take a nap when I feel overwhelmed. Sleep fixes most things for me. <laughs> like if I'm having a bad day, I'm great in the morning. I just go to bed. Right, Michael? Yep. But um, yes, of course, I, I go to the word. I put on, a, put on worship. I take a nap. I go for a walk. Sometimes, sometimes my mind is so anxious, I, I can't even sit in a quiet time with God. I'm too, like, stirred up. So I'm, I'll go on a run, or we go to the beach, and I play in the waves and, and, and pray there. Like, and, and all the while, you know, just God, like, you know, trying to, you know, connecting with him. But sometimes I need to be busy in, in order to relax my mind because I get caught up in my mind. So just a little tip for you. It might work for you if you're struggling with that. So there's different things we can do. Sometimes it's having your friends over, having a game night. Laughing is, it works wonders. Like, like if you're anxious or upset, having a good laugh is, is just healing. So having, being around good people that speak life into you, having a good home-cooked meal, going, just looking, finding the, um, you know, looking for the beauty in small things. Sometimes I just like look out at the mountains or at the lake and I'm just like, wow, God, Look at all of this that you've created. It's so beautiful. And it just puts things in perspective for me and helps my mind when I'm overwhelmed. So hopefully that can help you too. But then sometimes we turn to not great things that don't actually help us, but they're things that we're, comfort we're comforted with. So sometimes drugs, drinking, overeating, shopping. I do that sometimes. Guilty. Uh, binging on Netflix. But all of these things, they don't actually take us out of our pit. They, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm like, it's your little pity party. And then, and then, but it doesn't actually rescue you from that. So, you know, as we mature in our walk and strength, learn to strengthen ourselves in God, we might have those moments where we might turn to that thing, but then our mind will be renewing our mind. will be like, actually, this doesn't help you. So get back over there. I'm like, all right. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to learn to do that in this place. Thank you, Jesus. But there's nothing like a word of encouragement from a good friend or from God. So sometimes one word from God or one, one word from a friend can sustain us. It's like, you are going to make it through this. You are going to, you don't need that. That is not going to help you. Sometimes we need good friends to, to call us out in our lives, to bring us out to, you know, to our, our calling. And, and for me, I definitely did have moments in my lives like that. 
that, that I feel like I would turn to those things in avoidance of dealing with the things I'm actually trying to do. But at some point, I'm like, this is dumb. What am I doing over here? I'm, this, I'm over this. And then, I, and then I end up walking into what, but you have to make the decision for yourself to do that. So, so be around people who speak life. Be around people who encourage you and challenge you. So thank you, Jesus, for Awaken Church, who does that for connect groups and for leaders and pastors who, who challenge us to grow and to make us better. So thank you, Lord. And that's why the church is essential, okay? That's why we need to be open. Amen? Okay, so then David, what does David do next after he strengthens himself? He asks God for wisdom. He asks God. He didn't have any good friends at this moment. They're all mad at him. So he, he couldn't turn there. All right, God, what do I do? Bring me the ephod. And, and the priests and the prophets during the Old Testament times would wear the ephod um, to hear from God. But he didn't need it, but whatever. Now we don't need it. We're in the New Testament now. But he says, what should I do? Should I chase after the band of raiders? Will I catch them? He asked God. And, and God says, yes, go for it. So sometimes we need to, oh, hello. But so sometimes we need to focus our attention on, on what is going on. So right now, there's media saying one thing. There's uh, social media saying another thing. There's all these avenues of, and airways of, of information that we're getting. And so that's why I think it's so important that our church um, puts priority on things like prayer and fasting. And so whenever we're coming up to a, a big decision point or we feel like we're on the edge of a breakthrough, what do we do? We do prayer and fasting. And, and that's like a, a thing we do in our personal life and it, it, as we do it as a church too. So it's like, we all know that Tuesday is a big day. Tuesday we're have, is the election day. For, to recall um, Newsom, and then we're also doing our uh, night with Simone Gold that night, and, and also there's a supervisor's meeting at the county office that we're starting a prayer meeting there from 7 to 8 right outside. Yes, because we need to be praying for those supervisors because they're the ones that are making decisions for our county, and this is our territory, and this is what we're called to do, church. We're actually supposed to be a part of this right now. God has called each of us. You're, there's no accident that you're in here today and a part of Awakened Church for this time. This is, I feel like, the church's finest hour for America. Like, we are writing history right now, literally. So this is such an important time. And so we, we go to prayer and fasting. Why? Because when we fast, we're denying ourselves something of the flesh that, that is a comfort, right? Like something that we turn to. And, and that heightens our sensitivity to what God is saying. So it could be food. It could be TV. It could be media, anything that is distracting you from, from, what, from meeting with God. And so we are doing that right now for Tuesday. And it's just funny because when I'm... I, when I'm fasting, it's like, um, I'm, I don't know. It's just funny. When I'm, when I'm not eating, I'm always thinking, what am I going to eat when I break my fast? And, and like, why, I, I want chocolate cake, but I don't even like chocolate cake. Why do I want that now? Like, I don't even eat that when I'm not fasting. Like, why does that happen? Like, it's so funny. So you'll learn a lot about yourself when, when you do this. And it's, and it's interesting. It, it kind of, it'll deepen your relationship with God, it consecrates us to God, brings us closer to him. And as we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. So thank you, Lord. Blessings on everyone who's fasting right now. I feel you. And you guys are amazing. So thank you, Jesus. And for me personally, I, my, my battlefield is right here in my mind. I, I, um, the last two weeks or so, I've been battling, I don't know, it's just been like a weird couple weeks. But 
But I've had clarity this week, and I know that this is the message that God wants to deliver for you guys. So sometimes I feel like what Michael was preaching on last week, we'll have like a knot, or we don't feel good, or like a thing, and then we don't know why, and then we press in, or we ask God, why is this happening? And, and that's what I do. I'm like, God, why? Like, give me an answer. Like, help me. And he'll give me a word, and he'll say recover, which is what we're talking about today. But but that is the point of it. And, and the church... We need to rise. This is our, this is honestly like we're, this is our finest hour. And so come on, Awaken Church. We're prayer warriors. We're doing battling the spiritual and we're going to shift some things in our territory, right? So good. So sometimes we, you know, we need our church doors to be open. That's our mandate is to help people see, see Jesus, help people be set free, be you know, deliberative things that they need help with and all of these things. But sometimes we need other tools that, that we can't cover on a Sunday. And that's why we have things like Awaken Recovery, which, which goes through, um, it's basically a renewing of the mind. Like, that's what it is. And I feel like we should rename it that because recovery, people think drugs and alcohol, but it's actually so much more than that. And, and people need freedom in many areas of their lives. And it could help you. Like, even if you feel like you don't have an addiction, it's actually, it helps you um, prioritize your mind and your life and remove unnecessary things and gets you on a path for, to, to be a functional, like prosperous person. So sometimes um, we need that. So re- Awaken Recovery, I think, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly when they meet, but we can, Tuesdays, they meet on Tuesdays. Great. Good job, guys. Text Awaken Recovery to 94090 to learn more. And, and it's for everyone. So get your hands on that. All right, so you ready for the next step? This is the hard one. So you seek God, or you're encouraged by God. Oh my gosh, thank you. I feel so much better, God. I feel so encouraged. And then, okay, God, what's the word? Okay, this is what you, this is your word. Should I go after the the enemy? Yep, you should. Okay, now, all right, now you got to go get that. Now you got to go take back what's lost. Wait a second. What? I have to go actually do work? Yes, you must work <laughs> because faith without works is, is dead. So we need to step out. And this is the hard thing for people. This is the hard thing because that's when we have to put actually on our spiritual armor, say, okay, God, I'm in it. We're going. And you go back and take it back from what was taken from you. And this is, this is so, this is the important part that I feel like people get one and two and then they miss out on this one because they don't actually want to step out. And I think that's because um, it's a trust issue. It's a surrender issue. Um, and I, I think if they, if people, uh, if we could understand how much God loves us, that first and foremost, he loves us. And we, we sing songs like that that last song we sang, like, praise the name of the Lord, like, thank you, Jesus, he loves us, you are with us, but then when, when we actually have to step out, do we feel like he's got our back, and that's where faith comes in, and that's, that's the hard step, but that's also where you get your breakthrough, and that's where you get your victory, and that's where you recover, so that's where we're gonna, I'm gonna encourage you this morning, so in order to be able to, to take back what's lost, we have to know what we're, what we're going after, and we have to know who the enemy is, because, because we can't, so, so what is the narrative that, for example, written over East County? Well, you know, drug addiction, all of these things, so, but then that's a stronghold, so then we know what to pray against, because we know where the victory is going to come, you know, you can't just, you can't just go out being like, okay, I pray for these things, like, non-specific. that's not as effective as, as saying, you know, I'm going to go after, we're going to go after addiction, and, 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 
claim recovery in this place in Jesus' name. And Pastor Jurgen on Wednesday, he shared that David had favor whenever he battled the Philistines because he had already defeated the stronghold in Goliath. So he'd already taken out. So we have power over things that we defeat. So, so even in your mind, even in this place, if there's something that you've battled and you've beat or you've, you've taken ground in, don't let the enemy come in and, and fool you and saying, nope, you're still that same person. Nope, you're still that way. Nope, you're still those problems. Because actually, then you turn around and say, actually, no, we've already defeated you. We already cut off your head. You're dead. And then you can move on. So, but that does happen. I have to be real. Like, they, they will taunt. They will come back and taunt you. Even when you've, you've um, defeated it, they will come back and you will hear voices I, I still hear voices that of things that I had in the past, that I struggled with in the past. They will still come back in my ear and whisper. And I'm like, you have no power here. And that's where we need to understand our authority and who we are and what we carry so that we can, we can do that. And as we learn to walk it out, we take our friends with us. Look, you don't need to live that way anymore. Look, we can get past this. And this is what you need to do. So this is very exciting. Come on. So if you, don't, if you need help getting in that place of, of learning about spiritual warfare, download our Lionheart album, okay? If you haven't already, every song on there is going to help bring you breakthrough and victory. It's like, let, I'm, I can't sing. Let your authority <laughs> rise in me, break every stronghold. King of glory, which I was so excited they were singing today because it says, what the enemy stole, it will come back to me. And it's not just like, if it's your will, God, will it come back to me? No, it will come back to me. Every seed sown is a harvest for me. Thank you, Jesus. And then there's another uh, song on there, Power of Your Name. Your word released. It is a mighty weapon. So right now, I feel like as a church, we, we are... Um, we are listening to these songs. We're building up our, in our spirit, faith, encouraged to speak out. And we have the word of God. This is all Jesus had. Well, actually, the first half of this. And, and, he, would, and he would defeat the devil just by, by reciting the, the, the scriptures. It is written. It is written. And every time, the, the devil was like, yep, you're right. Yep, I have no authority here. So when we as a church understand our authority, and we speak it out, there is nothing that can stand in our way. And our church is advancing. We are advancing. We just have to engage and say yes and step out. Amen? Come on. So excited about this. All right. So the, so the, the last point here um, is to remain undercover. Remain undercover. So God gave me the word recover, and I was thinking, since we're in our prayer series, I was thinking, yes, recover what was lost, recover what was taken, um, declare these things, and, all, and I was thinking of the garden and the fall in the garden, how there's a spiritual battle, but then the word recover, you know, popped up, and it's like recover, so recover. God wants us to stay under his covering, and, and so even... Even when I was reading through my notes this morning, and I've been looking at this all week, when David, even when David asked for the, the ephod, he put on a covering. And, and, when, and, and so when we, when we walk out our lives, like, are we doing it with him? Like, are we doing it under his covering? Because that's where we have authority. That's where we have power. But that's also where we find peace and restore, restoration. That's, so when, when David strengthened himself in God, like he's under his covering. We can't do that if we've, we've walked away. We can't do that. It's like having, you know, when we're, when we're out under cover of, from covering, we experience the full force of the elements against us. 
Like that's, that's harsh. That, that will take anyone out. And we're not meant to live that way. It, when we come to Christ, it says that our lives are hidden in him. That when God looks at us, he doesn't see us. He sees Jesus because he's our, he's our savior. And it says that every, um, every word in Proverbs, that he is a shield for those who take refuge in him. In Psalms, it says, the Lord became my fortress, my God, the rock in whom I take refuge. And there's a lot of scripture um, surrounding this, where, where God is our protector. Where, and, and so when we're having a down day, we remember, okay, God, I'm with you. You're with me. Thank you, Jesus, for protecting me. But then we're also meant to battle from that place too. It's not just a place of rest where we come and take a nap, which I like to do. But then, but then I get up and I'm like, all right, like ready to fight, okay? You get your rest and then you go after it. So thank you, Jesus, for that. Oh my goodness. So that's the good news today. And that's where we, we need to trust in him. And we just thank him for what he's done for us. And, and we are able to walk out our calling in our lives under his covering. There's a beautiful picture um, of this in The Chosen when Mary, who's delivered of demons, Jesus delivers her. And, and in one scene, she's overwhelmed or whatever and, and goes back to her old waves, takes off her covering, goes back to her drinking, goes back to her old name, you know, doing things, going back to the comforting things that she thought were comforting. Her friends come and get her. And they're like, what are you doing? What are you doing here? And they bring her back. And she's like, I don't deserve this. I'm not worthy of this. And the first thing that Jesus's mother does is recover her with a scarf. He re she recovers her. So in, we are recovered. He, he has open arms for us that, that we come in and he covers us with open arms. He recovers us before we even repent or, or are restored. He recovers us. And that's, and that's Jesus's heart for us today that he wants us to be walking with him under his covering. And from there is our place of strength. So let's all stand right now. I'm going to pray. Thank you, God. And, and as I was saying that, you know, I feel like there's people here, they, they've tried to make it on their own. They, they come out from under covering or they've built a false covering or they have a false covering just like they did in the garden. You know, they, they put coverings on that are false. But, but God sees, God knows. He's like, what, what are you, what are you wearing? This is, this is not helpful for you, you know? And sometimes we need some friends to help us with that. But I know God's heart here today is for everyone to, to step back under his covering. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done, it doesn't matter. He just wants our hearts. So right now, if that's you, if you feel like you have stepped out from undercovering and you want to come back undercover, will you raise your hand? I'm going to pray for you. Where are those people? I see you right there. Anyone else? God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Right there, I see those hands. Amazing. Thank you, Jesus. God is waiting for you to just say, yep, I'm coming back. When the prodigal son walked away and lived his life, as soon as he came back, his father put a coat on him and said, you know, welcome him back and threw a party. And there was, no, there was no judgment. There's no judgment. He just wants us to be with him. So we thank you, God. I see all those hands, hands over there. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. God is receiving you right now. Thank you, God. And also, I want to pray for people, um, or I'm going to have the ministry team up here to pray for people, to, to pray for things that, that we've lost 
and that we want to recover. And, and sometimes recovering, it's not just, we don't just pray one time and, and for something. It's like our marriage is our kids. We don't just pray one time for our marriage. We don't pray one time for our kids. We have to continually cover them and recover them in prayer because there is a spiritual battle. So if there's something in your life that you've lost, a home or a spouse or a, anything, a vision, is there something that you've lost? I want to open the altar here for you to come down and we're going to pray for you today. Let it be the day that, that you recover all. The Bible says David went and he recovered all. So I thank you, God, for restoration coming today for each and every person here. And I thank you, God, that, that we are a church that is, is taking territory, that we are taking things back that have been stolen from us. And we are not going to be complacent anymore for where we're at, that we are going to go after the things that we're meant to. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.